When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Roma Press Podcast with John Solano and Andy Mattioli. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Roma Press Podcast. We hope that you are doing well and enjoyed your weekend. Andy and I are back to discuss yesterday's thoroughly entertaining performance over Genoa as the Gelerossi win 1-0. Andy, I don't really think there is much that we can take from that. On an individual level, at least, there were a few standout performances. But as a whole, I don't think, again, if you're a fan of champagne football, that you will be replaying that one over and over and over again. Nonetheless, as Gianluca Macini and Paolo Fonseca said after the match, the only thing that didn't matter was ultimately winning, which they managed to do. It was an important victory. We all know the injury crisis that they're dealing with though I guess I want to focus more on an individual level Gianluca Mancini Chris Smalling did really really well but I would like to talk about my boy Amadou Diawara now just one month after getting completely aired out by his former girlfriend Mariana Falace the star of Big Brother he has been an absolute baller. He had another fantastic performance. He has been one of the most important players over the last two weeks for Roma. And looking back on it, I can't help but feel how his rebirth at Roma has somehow coincided with, again, his (laughs) former partner body bagging him on social media the day after Valentine's Day. Beyond the individual performances, the fact that there were about 20 different candidates for the Porguinho and it did not arrive, I thought that was the biggest positive on the day. I thought Destro was bound for at least the double. Destro or Zappacosta, who yes, after his yes. incredible experience at Roma. <laughs> yeah, so, um, what was it? Three appearances? Yeah, he even had a shot on goal. Uh, well, sort of like a shot on goal and and it, it would have been an assist from from uh, Strotman so that would have yes. been the connection <laughs> the magic connection um i like that your opening on on international women's day was regarding uh Diawara's ex that's it seems like oh a- i didn't even think about that <laughs> i am so sorry that- to everybody He's balling. Yeah, he's balling. And uh, I think this was like, you know, I think Fonseca got tired of hearing about Allegri's name being brought up. So he said, OK, I'm going to have the most Allegri-like yeah. game <laughs> that I can manage. And he did exactly that. And, that was. you know, it speaks volumes when you say, oh, who are the the best performers in, in a particularly uninteresting game like that um and then you look at it and it's smalling diawara and mancini so you sort of yes. get the picture of and Karsdorp. so again you get the picture of where the match was going um 
what what kind of game it was it wasn't entertaining it was problematic um it had it had moments of of real boredom uh, yes. I I don't see I don't see Genoa being this underdog that you know threatened Roma. I didn't I didn't feel like this game would end in any other way after Mancini sealed that goal. So all in all, low effort. Um, you part partially rested some important players like Spinazzola. So um, it, it it was it was sort of a good continuation of the Fiorentina game obviously you have to wonder uh, whether you know the slow effort is going to be something that you'll be you'll be you know taking with you to Shakhtar to 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 Parma um, or whether this was you know sort of a decision for this game for the game against Fiorentina where the mentality was okay listen let's play with minimum effort so that we can regain our composure and, and, and our energy and play well in the Europa League and, and then follow it up in the Serie A. Well, wait a minute. You you don't care about the Europa League still, right? Oh, no. I, I, no. Listen, uh, can I just tell I, somebody, so a, a good friend of mine from on Twitter just posted this morning, posted this, this sort of scenario of what would happen if we go through, okay, in, in the Europa League. So this is what happens if we win, you know, against Shakhtar, we go through and it's beautiful. Everybody's happy. This is what happens in the month of April. So you have 26 days and within those 26 days from the 3rd till the 29th of April, you have eight games. Mm. 26 days, eight games. You're playing Sassuolo on the 3rd of April. Then five days later, you have the first round. Um, in the Europa League. Then three days later, you have Roma-Bologna. Then four days later, you have the return leg. Then three days later, you have Torino, then Atalanta, then Cagliari, and after Cagliari, again, another perhaps semi-final. So that's... That's all then. That's all. Boring month. Yeah. That's terrifying. (sighs) That's That's why I'm saying... Uh, are we really going to take the Europa League seriously? Well, I, <laughs> I'm afraid to answer that because I know, listen, the prospect of winning the Europa League is, <laughs> on its face, is very enticing. If we are merely going by sample size, though, over this long, tortured life, as Roma supporters, I would say that the results speak for themselves, the body of work. So it seems like the safest bet is to obviously, as you have been saying for a while now, is putting all of your eggs in the top four basket. My my only caveat to that, though, is uh, is this Roma better than Atalanta, Juve, Milan, and Inter at the moment? Because I, I will repeat myself, the Atalanta, the recipe for the juice, whatever they use, it's on point. They have been playing incredibly well. And I, I just don't see how, well, let me rephrase that. I think both are incredibly difficult, if I'm being quite frank. 
if we want to debate as to which one is more difficult than the other, I guess we could do that. But I guess the more I continue to see the other contenders for a top four place, the more I am unwilling to simply throw away the idea of the Europa League. <laughs> so I guess I'm trying to I, I guess I'm trying to be I'm being oh, a complete yeah. coward here by dipping my foot oh. in both <laughs> in both pools here within the water. But I mean seriously, you tell me because top four requires one of Juve, Atalanta, or Milan yep. to yep. capitulate. Yep. So you tell me who that's going to be. And no, obviously. And you have to I mean we are recording this on the day that before Inter and Atalanta uh, square off in the Serie A and also yes. before Juve take on the return leg of Porto. So we have to pray that both Juve and Atalanta keep going forward in, in the Champions League. That's literally because the only way, yeah. That's literally the only way. As soon as one of them gets the advantage to not play twice a week, then you're screwed. That, then, to me, you're royal scru- royally screwed, and you can you can even go undefeated till till the very end of the season, and you'll oh. still won't have that big of a chance to get through. My that, gosh, to me, that's that's the, the fact that you even thing. said that yeah. is beyond depressing. The fact it that is. those words formed a sentence from your mouth <laughs> is terrifying. Think yeah. about that. Seriously, look at the calendar and think about that. Yep. I mean yeah. that is that is terrifying. And after and listen and this is after a really good first half of the season. Like this, you know, I again, we we can complain all we want about the record against big teams, but the expectations and the reality um the reality is 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 great, you know, for all it's worth. We're in a great situation right now. We're in a great position in in the standings. Um with with all the injuries, with with all the misfortunes and the issues with Jekko and the locker room and whatever, yes, we we are in a great situation. But there are teams that I think are in in an even better one, and they have the tools to keep going. While uh, we will definitely struggle. Yeah, and I guess. The the more the season progresses, I can't help but feel, and I completely understand the mindset of, you know what, I couldn't care less about the Europa League. Go for top four. I, I just on a basic, just on a basic level, I, I completely agree with that. I think most logical people would agree with that. But again, j- just looking at who else Roma are facing in this race for the top four. Um, I, I just find it really, really difficult to pinpoint how you take advantage of the other's dropping points, which, again, is sort of why the loss to Milan was so devastating. I mean, you could have talked yourself into, okay, well, we beat Milan, and maybe they continue in the Europa League, and they, they struggle, and they drop more points, so on and so forth. I, I just feel like when you take it, club by club. You look at Atalanta, you look at Juve, you look at Milan. I, I guess, again, I, I find it difficult to where you where you take advantage of them potentially dropping points. And, and let's be clear, 
does that change if Roma beat Atalanta at home? Of course it does. But is that a bet you would be willing to take right now? Because, I, I, again, I don't think most logical people would take that. Um, what we've encountered throughout the season is Roma really taking care of their business against these medium to smaller sides and then against the, the bigger clubs. I mean, it's absolute mystery, I, it, it, which is very odd because in any other season, maybe except for last one, uh, last season two, of course, when would you have ever thought that at home against Milan, Atalanta, even Juve, Lazio, that it, it's not that, not that you're guaranteed to lose, but it, it's almost like that is your first reaction to say we're going to drop points. So, again, I feel like when you consider everything, I, I think discounting the Europa League so quickly may not be the most wise decision. And, right. again, but, but it could all you, blow do, up in your face ultimately, though. Do you, do you have the tools to do it? Can you afford to, you know, can, can you take the chance of risking Mkhitaryan overplaying because, let's face it, he, he looks tired. And, he does. And, and in order to really give him some rest, you should probably bench him for two straight games. Um, you have backups like Pedro who are not performing, ideally. You have uh, defenders who constantly get injured for some weird reason. You lost Vertu for at least a month. You have a goalkeeper that doesn't really provide you consistently good performances. Uh, can can you afford with that with that in mind? Can you afford to 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 take you know to take seriously both competitions? That's that's my only worry, and that has always been my worry with the Europa League. We've never had in recent years. Whenever we played th this competition, we never had the the sort of the tools to do it. Never because we'd always encounter an injury that would then sort of you know put us in a disadvantaged position. You lose Jeko. Jeko is out. He's out for the first leg against Shakhtar. Most likely, he'll, perhaps he'll be back on the bench against Parma. Who knows? You you lost Ibanez. He was supposed to be gone a week. He's he's been gone longer. Um, you lost Vertu. Now that's a month, maybe, maybe longer. So, what happens now? What's the, you know, how comfortable can we be, um, in in both competitions? I swear, Roma won yesterday. I did not expect us to go down this route. <laughs> well, yeah. so for you then, not again, I'm not saying that you're discounting the Europa League, but you're not, I guess you're not really bothered by it. And again, I completely understand that mindset. I guess, again, when you just look at Atalanta, you look at the other contenders for the top four spots, is is Roma better than any of those other contenders right now? I, I mean, what do you think? If you look at the calendars of all the other uh, of the other contenders, I, I just don't know again how you how you exploit their their missteps. Again, when you also yep. consider that they will be in the Europa League too, I I don't know. I, and, and then again, you also have to consider, well, what if Atalanta, the dropout against Real Madrid? Well, then it's 
it's almost as if you could pencil them yep. in right now for the top four. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So maybe yeah. that does happen. And now it's essentially down to you, Juve, and Milan for the remaining two. I mean, again, when you just start considering all of these factors, you could easily make the case for one or the other. But you're still saying the league. I'm still saying the league, not because I mean I don't want to be. I want to be pleasantly surprised with with Roma going through, but I know what the consequences of that may be. And um, and honestly, our our track record in in such competitions like the Europa League is just as bad as our current track record against big teams. Okay, it's not like we're 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 this we're, we're constantly being named as one of the favorites because commentators pundits love to you know just hang on to the name you know roma as they hang on to the name arsenal and they both teams as the favorites when you know most of the time they're not so um it's it's just you know it's a tough situation and we are not you know we sound so negative today after a win just because that win was expected to happen like that 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 had to happen we stressed it it couldn't have been anything else besides the three points, and they did just that. But at the same time, we're we're looking at a calendar that has this Roma team that right now is playing without Jeco, without Ibanez, without Vertu. Um, they're they're playing a really tough tough schedule, and they're going up against teams that, even despite injuries, still have big names sitting on the bench. Atalanta are are grinding out wins, not really grinding them out. They're just like destroying teams left yes. and right. So it's um, the, the potion is starting to kick in again. Um, you, you know, you just have to hope that the Bangsbo's laboratory blows up or something. Right. Because, uh, <laughs> otherwise you're, you're really, and then if you, if you really, if you, if you hope for Milan to, to lo- drop some points, then you got another thing coming because um, apparently according to Italian newspapers, Kessia with his uh, penalty taking record is, is uh, the new uh, Rickyard. So <laughs> this is, <laughs> We, you well, know, it's talk about, you know, slim pickings, you know. Well, just looking at the calendars, okay? So I pulled up Roma's calendar, Milan's calendar, and Atalanta's. So if you just look at it on a, again, a very basic, uh, just a very elementary level, you don't go into the finer details on what each matchup could potentially behold. On the face of it, at least, I would say that Roma and Milan have the much, not much better, significantly easier go of it, in my opinion. Now, let me tell you very quickly what Atalanta's next month looks like. So today they face Inter, then they are home on Friday to Spezia, Tuesday away to Real Madrid, the following weekend they are away to Verona, then they host Udinese. Uh, that has to be an international break. That's the 3rd of April. So I'm assuming that's an international break. Then the following week, away to Fiorentina, home to Juve, away to Roma, and then home to Bologna, and then away to Sassuolo. So when you consider that Roma, they will be hosting Atalanta three days after they face Juve midweek. Potentially, that could bode well for Roma. 
Milan, meanwhile, they have Manchester United away, and then they're home to Napoli, home for the second leg again against Manchester United, away to Fiorentina, home to Sampdoria, away to Parma, home to Genoa, home to Sassuolo, away to Lazio. Roma, then, so <laughs> Shakhtar this week, and then away to Parma, and then away to Shakhtar, home to Napoli, away to Sassuolo, home to Bologna, away to Torino, home to Atalanta, away to Cagliari. So I know everybody remembers for each of those, the calendars that I just went through, and you have each of them memorized by heart. For Roma, uh, obviously Shakhtar, difficult. I think both legs are going to be difficult, to be quite honest with you. Parma away, I can't listen. If you've watched Parma, they've been terrible. <laughs> they, they can't. They can't win. They can't. They suck, win. man. They absolutely suck. How would you like to be that new owner? That guy. Uh, oh <laughs> man. Yeah. Um, he must be yikes. even more hopped up than he was in the welcoming video where. He oh, had his <laughs> that. Eyes well, I, I was going open. to say. The, I, I think they inserted a little too much <laughs> Botox on their last uh, on the last go round. Um, that he had injected into his forehead. Um, in all seriousness, though, he seems like a nice guy. But yeah, that sucks. They, uh, that, that, well, they had a terrible transfer market. Anyway, um, so you have Shakhtar, Parma, Shakhtar, and then home to Napoli. Uh, again, Napoli is probably the one that worries me most. I, for Napoli, you're better off just shaking uh, like those uh, fortune teller eight balls that where you, you right? just shake yeah, it and yeah, you get yeah, a different yeah. and you answer. Get the answer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that. That basically is Napoli because they go from looking like crap to looking pretty good all within the span of 48 hours. So I don't know what sort of Napoli you can, you can expect on that day. Shakhtar again, I, I don't know. I don't know. Is, is, is Bruno Perez playing? If he's playing, then I say they win uh, <laughs> and they'll go through. Parma, again, I think they should handle them. Sassuolo, it's been great to see them fall off of a cliff and watch everybody's, yep. um, watch the magician Dizerbi go from Pep to, uh, I don't know, Zem and all, again, all within the span of just a few months. I'm not going to say that this month is decisive. However, I do think that... We've been, we've been saying that for every yeah, single we should month. Ju- I know, we can just... We can we should have that as like a sound bite, as like a joke sound bite yep. every time we somehow bring it up. But when you look at Milan over these next two weeks, they certainly have... Well, let me make it easier. Roma between, between Atalanta, Milan, and Roma. Roma over these next two weeks by far have the easiest schedule. Um. Milan again. They have Manchester United twice. Napoli. Then they have to go away to Fiorentina. I I can't see them. Uh, listen, I I have been waiting for them to fall off of a cliff for the last two months. I said it in our pitcher group. I somehow cannot rule out them falling off of a cliff. I cannot. Yeah. Uh, Pioli again. When you look at his track record. It basically says the exact same thing at every single place. It lasts very, you know, the first 15 months are great. And then after that, it it ends very, very quickly. Well, 
what are we on now? We're on 15 months, if I'm not mistaken. He came last January, yeah? So Something has to happen. Something has to happen. No, but but seriously, I, I, I mean, between all of these sides, if we're, if we're going down your path of throwing away or not throwing away tossing aside for the moment at least the Europa League let's let's just let's just say that's not even a factor in our minds if we're just breaking down this top four race one of these or two of them have to falter okay I could bring up Juve if we want to but I just I I just think within the DNA uh, maybe the the refereeing association alongside of them too I just don't see them finishing outside of the top four and how can you forget about the thesis by the maestro exactly well yeah Pirlo's thesis in and of itself it's like has to uh, it has yeah. to factor in right it's like Moby Dick it's a literary masterpiece yes <laughs> but uh, so if we pencil in right now Inter Juve in the top in the top four that leaves two spots remaining I don't know if people are still considering Lazio Napoli in that race um, it, it's kind of funny how we're, you and I, at least, are right. discounting Napoli, but they're, but they're out right of the there. Europa They're League. right there. They are, and they have the match in hand right now. Let's not yeah. forget that. Now, uh, I, I still feel like if they lose that and they don't get anything out of that match, it, it sort of changes how you view the table at the moment. But if we're just taking the three, Milan, Atalanta, Roma, where do you, where do you gain ground? And I feel like Again, I'm not saying that this month is going to be the one that makes or breaks Roma's aspirations for the top four. But I think if we look, if you just take a look at the remainder of the season, these next two weeks provide a very, very strong opportunity for Roma to make up some ground. Yeah. I mean, beyond that, I, I, I guess we, I mean, we could start taking this week by week if we want to. But these next two weeks, in my opinion, are... Very, very important. Now, with that said, you brought up the injury thing, okay? They're missing Jekyll. They're missing Ibanez. Uh, Smalling just came back. Mkhitaryan, Vertu is out. Uh, Spinazzola, Mkhitaryan have to rest. I, 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 I feel like just resting them for one match is not enough. You have to give them more time to to get their feet back underneath them. I... I to, to sort of go along with what you were saying, the depth is really, a, a, really a question mark right now. Where are you with all of this then? How, uh, how, how do you approach these next two weeks? How do you do it? Because oh, it, yeah, it, it, it's going to take mean, a lot. It is. I just it, it, don't it's see. It's going to require a lot. Yeah. The perfect uh, Fonseca has a very, very tall order in front of him and again if we're sort of just going by by your thinking of let's let's worry about the top four before everything else which again i I think most people would agree with that but he's not gonna do that i I don't see him doing that though no i don't he's not gonna do that because you can't you know you can't you can't embarrass yourself you can't you know show up with um with with your primavera players you know it's it's just something that he doesn't do he's never done he's not gonna do it now um it's gonna take a lot from from both fonseca and the players because you have to really be be determined you have to really be willing to to go out there and perform uh in you know on a very high level and i can only imagine a guy like mikatarian 
man, there, you know, as as professional as he is, I guess sometimes he'd probably want to rest, um, but he just can't do. And you know, I I mean, hopefully against Shakhtar we'll see somebody like Perez, Carlos Perez, uh, who after he scored. In that game against Braga, we we haven't seen him really. Right, um, right. he disappeared completely, which is very you know, odd. We need to we need to have you know we need to have El Sharawi keep giving him minutes because he ne- really needs to, you know, get some motion back into his legs. He really needs to start um, being dangerous again. And uh, man, you can tell that the last competition he saw was against. Uh, in the Chinese, Chinese league, yeah, 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 I, I mean, yeah. Chinese tech guys, farmers, yes. plumbers, bankers. Yeah. He, I'm not saying that he he hasn't. He just looks really off the pace. I guess is probably the nicest way we could put it. Yeah, you, you, you could you, just it's, tell it's, he was playing at such a lower yeah. level. Yeah, it's it's. I mean, it's natural. You you didn't really expect. Uh, you know, somebody to to be playing out of his mind. You don't expect him to come in and still, you know, pose a threat to the opposition. But besides that, what else can you do? Because you only have three guys in the midfield: you have Pellegrini, Vr, Diawara. That's it. That's 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 what you can do. You can, you know, at the most you can rest one of them, at the most, and then probably not because you still have to. Um, you know, replace somebody as the game goes on. So right. you're really looking at, at a very tight schedule with limited players. And, and so this means that the players really need to go into this stretch of games with that mentality of we, re- we have to put, we have to give it all. We have to put everything out on the pitch. You know, we have to uh, get every single ball. We have to try our hardest because it's the only way you can keep up the pace with teams like Atalanta, who, with their system, with their players, they just can turn it on and off, but they mostly turn it on. And when they're on, there is no way of stopping them. No. And then you have Juventus, who, again, despite you know Pirlo being a fraud, they have so much. <laughs> they have so much talent that even in their bad games they can still turn an episode you know just out of out of nothing like right. they did against us i i still cannot believe that game ended with an xg for them of like 0. 0.3 and that they scored two goals me. right okay that's so well, that's like the, the derby difference. too yeah i mean lazio scores yeah, three goals exactly. if you look their their xg their expected goals for the match was under 1 it was point yeah. you're, you're it was looking seven nine. Exactly. You're looking at teams who make the best of the chances that they get. You're looking at teams that have the talent, that have the the individual players that can make a difference. So you also need your big-time players to do big-time things. You need your system to to never really quit on you because that's sometimes that's all you got. Um, you you need players like Mancini. You need more of that mentality. You need more of that hunger. And uh, right now, it's it, it's it it is the time uh, to 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 do it because if you don't do it now, you miss out on a lot of nice things. Yeah, definitely. Now, again, I I think the most challenging part in all of this is just navigating through the through the player rotation. I I just don't I don't see how you can keep everybody fresh. I, 
I mean, even in the matches where you would expect somebody like Mkhitaryan to be able to rest the entire yep. 90 he still minutes, plays. he still has to still come plays. on. Yep. And yep. it's the same with Spinazzola. Uh, I, I, I just find it difficult to find moments in which Fonseca is going to be able to hand all of these guys a entire match off. If 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 this right. is truly if, if this is truly the way things are going to continue, the only name that is sort of floating around in my head, and it's a name that when I say it, I, I get shudders. You know, it, again, it's sort of like PTSD. You know, when I when I say <laughs> like, his yeah, name, yeah, ghost from the past, a ghost. Yeah, from the past. it feels uh-huh. odd. Okay. Now, there's a guy, I don't know if you've heard of him. His name is Javier Pastore, okay? He has, did you know that he has been called up for, like, the previous four to five matches? Now, you you probably didn't know this. A lot of people did not know this. I didn't. I didn't. I must be honest. I did not. So, I have it on, and I'm confirming it here. I'm, in fact, I'm actually on the Lega Serie website and his name is is there it is printed in front of me unless there's a unless they signed another Javier Pastore now they haven't used him okay he has been called up for the previous four matches you know the f- you know the last time he played for us i June 28th oh June wow 28th. so we're going on nine almost minutes. one year 9 minutes yeah Wow, so he is almost as old as like this coronavirus COVID stuff. <laughs> yes. So actually, yes. COVID has been going on longer. Yes. Um, w- wow, gosh. Uh, I mean, any comparison we make is going to be embarrassing to him, but whatever. I'll leave it at that. But you know what? If we want to talk about a guy who can pull a goal out of his ass, do you? Re- I-, I remember recording with you after that Atalanta match. Remember that? Where yeah, Roma were up heel. three to zero, and he had the back heel goal. I'm not saying that if we're trying to find alternatives in very odd and mysterious places, that Pastore should be the first one to be um, be be pulled out of the toy box, so to speak. But we don't have many other options because, again, oh, if man. you just look at some of the alternatives that if you no, thought no, no. yourself okay who else can we possibly use santon <laughs> no 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 no. Santon. brian reynolds santon yes. pastore uh, jj lupo uh-huh. i mean for, man fazio played the other day fazio played hey, yesterday but I, w- I was i was told this team was perfect for allegri now you're telling me that we mm. don't have depth now you're telling me that the names are not good enough how come i was I mean, I, everybody was telling me that this is this team is good enough. What's going I on? I just, uh, for some reason, I am looking at. I'm also on Yahoo looking at <laughs> Roma's Ro- Roma's lineup, and they don't have El Shirawi's name. They have Il Ferraone for his name, which is interesting. They don't. Have, okay, that's wonderful. So, uh, listen, I I don't know what they do. I I honestly don't. The only the only things that come to my mind are utilizing some weirdo like Pastore and praying that he can somehow turn back the clock by like a decade for half of an hour or that would be incredible no that I mean I would love that that would be incredible that would be the storyline of the season like this white knight from Buenos Aires who emerges (laughs) from the ashes and takes you by the hand to get Champions League football. Imagine right. that. When when 
The Roma supporters needed a hero. The most unlikely one emerged in their time of need. Mm-hmm. Uh, or moving Cristante up into the midfield and l- allowing Fazio to play. Beyond that, I I don't really have any creative or original ideas because, at least in my opinion, I feel that Veritu's absence has been felt very heavily. I think you can tell, especially in attack, there just seems to be a void between the midfield and the attack. Yes, and also you have Pellegrini, oh. you know, oh, running. Well, no, yes. no, no. But I'm saying, I'm what I'm saying is, you, you, you have Pellegrini working his ass off. Yes, you know, in a way that perhaps is not flashy, perhaps doesn't reflect in you know in uh, in great statistics or whatever. But he's still, you know, he's still running more than he was. I mean, against Fiorentina, who was the player of all, both teams with the most mileage in his legs. So that Definitely. says a lot. That shows you that it, 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 right now we're looking at a midfielder who's up there in minutes with Mkhitaryan. So it, it, this is a team of, of players really on tired legs. Yeah, 100%. And that's probably the best transition. That was an interesting civil war that broke out because everybody saw Pellegrini's statistics against Genoa. There were a lot of good ones. The one that everybody pointed to as far as the bad ones goes, lost possession, which was 22. Now, some people were pointing out that if you are a more pure player who takes the initiative, has been more courage in the final third, that your possession loss statistic is going to be higher, which is, of course, true. Um what did you think of Pellegrini yesterday? Because I, I thought, I, I just find it interesting because in all things in life, it's not black or white. There's some shades of gray. I just found it interesting that people were saying he either did really, really good or really, really bad. Right. And just to repeat myself, <laughs> like most things, when you have very strong opinions on one side or the other, and again, I, I feel like, truth lies somewhere in the middle i thought he was good yesterday i didn't think he was great but i didn't think he was bad and i think i'm just coming to the conclusion listen here's the thing that's been happening you you've had each of these sides who says he really sucks or he's really great they've been trying to like dunk on one one another for like the previous two three months and when he pulls a beautiful corner uh, assist on the corner kick to Mancini. When he pulls one of those out, you have one side dunking on the other, and and then you have the other side trying to come back when he has that really, really bad free kick. That Yeah, the low free kick. Yeah. Right, that I don't think had any error yeah. underneath of it whatsoever. I just think we have to accept that this is just the kind of player he is. Yeah, of course. Initially, I think that I was too strong with my opinion of him, especially after the first season under Di Francesco. Yeah, it was under Di Francesco. It was. Yeah. It was. It was. was. He came because of Di Francesco. Yeah, exactly. Where I thought, you know what, he's just, he's terrible. He can't be a mezzala. Well, (laughs) we see what Di Francesco's system has done on even the best of players. So I'm going to just throw that out the window. Having seen him, though, over these last few seasons, post Di Francesco, though, I I think the easiest way that I can summarize him in the fewest amount of words is I think he has a very high ceiling and a very low floor. I think his good moments can be really, really good, 
And I think his bad moments can be really, really bad. And I think that's just the point we're at now, and we just have to accept it. There's players who are like right. that, where they're, they, they have really good and bad moments, and you just have to pray to the footballing gods that the good outweighs the bad. And you just have to accept that they're going to make really, really silly mistakes at times, but they could also pull one out from their backside in other moments. Yeah, he's gonna. He's he's always going to be a divisive player. Um, but I'm seeing a difference right now. I'm seeing again. You know, I'm seeing the same thing I see in a guy like Cristante: the willingness to mm. to sacrifice, the willingness to yes. work your ass off, no matter whether you're playing in your favorite position or not. Which wasn't the case in the first couple of seasons at Roma. He in the first couple of seasons he refused to you know to 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 advance or retreat. 10 meters away from his favorite position. He was he if if you took him out if you if you t told him listen can you play a bit more to this in this direction can you help out your teammate here he wouldn't do it now he's doing it now he's really and with the Vertu going down he has to work double okay because Diawara is not going to do the same things Vertu does VR will not do the same things uh, that 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 Vertu does but Pellegrini can try, and Pellegrini has the the tendency to go forward. Um, so you'll see him go forward, go out to help out the defense, which I think is is sort of his weakest uh, quality. But but this is a, a player that now is willing to play for the team as the captain with the captain's armband, and that's why again it's going to be very difficult to do what we are about to do. In, uh, in these upcoming matches because players like Pellegrini who by himself, you know, can, as you just said, can have great, great highs. He can also have great lows. And when you're looking at a stretch of games where the fatigue rises, maybe the results will not be going your way. Um, you'll be looking at a player that, that, that may start to lose it. So far, I think he's done a really good job of balancing uh, you know, quality performances with efficient, uh, really hard, hard-earned performances where, you know, maybe he's taken a step back from the offensive duties and tried to help out the team more defensively. And that's very important as well. So it's, it's just, again, it's a matter of, how, you know, how much can this team sustain uh, in terms of, of effort and fatigue and and. and quality of performances and how long they can keep it going yeah I completely agree I think Cristante as you said is sort of the perfect embodiment of this a guy who we've said it a million times on here came here to essentially be an attacking midfielder slash forward he was coming off nine goals scored now the prospect of Cristante scoring seems as likely as right I don't know, Paul Lopez scoring. Yeah. So you can only commend them for that. But as far as Pellegrini goes, again, I, I just feel like it's not one way or the other. Maybe, again, maybe I'm being a coward with this, but I feel like we just have to accept that he's not great, but he's not nearly as bad as people make him out to be. Is that yeah. sort of where yeah. you are with that's him? That's it. That's it. That's that's his. That's his thing. You know, and um, and you're never gonna find, uh, sort of uh, 
you know a compromise between the two uh this is this is the the player that he is and that doesn't mean that he can help out roma that doesn't mean that he can't be useful to roma um he has limits but he has also certain qualities that he's visibly working on you can see yes. that like like mancini maybe mancini is having a better season in terms of the, the 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 jump in quality that he's made the jump in mentality that he's made but i'm also seeing uh, a more responsibility duty driven pellegrini than ever mm. before so that that to me that is a big positive yeah definitely i completely agree you know it more so reminds me of what we saw with florenzi where there was there really didn't seem like much of a middle ground for him people either really really thought he was terrible <laughs> or they thought he was much better than what he actually was. Um, Thursday, win or lose, what's, what's happening? I'm, I'm fairly comfortable with, you know, with a game that requires very, very, very low effort, in my opinion, and can in, end in a draw. So oh. I, can take, I can take a win or a draw. I couldn't, you know, it's, to me, it's the, the important thing is that you don't, you don't come out of it tired, injured, um, mentally broken, you can't have that. So whatever helps the team move forward and get a win against Parma, um, to me, that's the best thing. So wait a minute then. If you don't think they're winning on Thursday, then I would have to assume that your belief in their advancement in the Europa League is not extremely strong. Oh, no. I mean, I, I still think that this team can do it. They can, they can go through. I just think that they can't face the the sort of the ramifications of going mm. through. So going through to me is not a problem. It's dealing with what follows that becomes a problem. Wow. Okay. There you I go. We'll leave it, okay. <laughs> let's, let's leave it there before we allow this to continue. Okay. All right. Well, we will be back later in the week following the match against Shakhtar. We will see what happens and if Andy somehow talked this into existence. So thank you for listening. We will chat with you in a few days. Until then, ciao. Ciao.